Yeah, I see where you're coming from. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site. They're completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. Now, Michelle, uh, you're in on a regular basis on Friday nights, and I'm glad you were able to come in uh, tonight because I know there's some, some tough issues uh, your family's dealing with uh, right now. Yeah. So thanks for, for making it out here because I know there was something that was really important to you that we never got a chance to talk about last week. So I want to make sure we lead it, uh, led the show off here tonight with that. And that is the freedom to travel. Shall we put it that way? Sure. As well as have uh, be the possessor of your own property. Now, we're talking about the idea of, well, if you've got a car, at least this is how I've seen it. If you've got a car, you've not got no obligation to bow down in front of some government bureaucrat and give them your hard-earned money just so you can travel from point A to point B. As long as you're traveling safely, who cares? What's what's the big deal? You're paying gas taxes, so it's not like you aren't paying for uh, for the roads. Uh, what's a, what's wrong with the idea of just being able to go from one point to another and go there safely? Um, exactly, and actually, I was corrected by a police officer who was involved in in uh, stealing my vehicles um, a couple weeks ago um, on a lovely day when we were out boating, taking both my boat and my truck and and um, towing them. Because they're neither one are registered, nor is the trailer that tows the boat. And um, what the uh, cop told me was that the uh, registration fees don't go to pay for roads, but rather they go to pay for police services as well as go into the general fund. Now, I have been unsuccessful in trying to determine whether or not that is in fact true. Hmm. I don't know well, why. Well, taking him at his word. Yeah, uh, that's all you can really do. Right. If you're paying rent or paying property taxes, you're already paying for police department services there as well and of course a lot of their services i'd really rather be without personally uh, especially the service <laughs> the of service of having your vehicle taken from you that service and the service of locking people up for you know having a plant or a chemical or something like that so this this kind of started at least recently with you here in new hampshire uh as you mentioned out on the water you'd gone out with some of the other liberty loving folks in the area and you were out on your boat and there was maybe a what about eight people? Maybe seven. There were eight, eight of us, but it actually started. I mean, I haven't registered or my vehicles for a long time, but um, right. A, just... a month before, I had received a uh, a ticket for which I've already gone to court for, and I'm going to have a, a trial in September. So mm-hmm. the truck had already received a a ticket for um, unregistered for unregistered. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so when I was out on the water with them, there were eight or nine of us, and we were having a grand old time. Uh, a uh, harbor uh, cop pulled us over. And that was because I don't have numbers on my boat. Mm-hmm. So um, government approved numbers, right? Mm-hmm. I was, which amazes me on a lake. I really wonder about this. What is the purpose of registering? I I can kind of get why the government wants you to register a vehicle. Like uh, you know, if it's involved in a bank robbery, they want to be able to read the numbers on the back and say that's that vehicle. Well, and, presuming the bank robber will uh, not obscure the numbers in some way in, in some form of intelligent that, fashion. It's, it's the idea, though, that they right. they can eliminate that car from the list of vehicles that have robbed the bank because it doesn't have the same. 
number well, or the something. I- the idea is that they own the lake and they want to know exactly who's on it and they want to get money out of every single one of those people. He also told me he wanted to know what I owned. What, just said, in general? Yes. He said that part of the purpose in having people register their property is so that we know what you own. Mm. <laughs> I wow. thought that was ludicrous. Well, I guess that's in case it gets lost, then they can claim that they're going to get it back to you. Not that this works oh, very nice. well generally. <laughs> right. <laughs> so this... Um, I mean, it's, all you have to have is have had a vehicle stolen to realize that, yeah, the cops aren't really that good at getting your car back. I mean, it, it, it happens now and then, but usually when they do get the car back, it's it, they give it to the insurance company that you've already already gotten paid from because it's a disaster mm-hmm. so this uh tony was the name of the cop and he um he was very distressed that uh michael was uh videotaping him and right. said you know turn that off and michael said no and and then you know we had a little bit of dialogue about that and continued michael continued taping and um he was you know the cop was calm about it and everything but he went through a series of wise you know regarding my, the questions i had he said that he needed to see that i had enough uh safety devices including um life jackets on board and that i needed to have a fire extinguisher etc and so i have all those things simply because i'm a responsible boat owner mm-hmm. you know and um then he was very concerned because i don't have a boater's license and that there was no way that I could possibly be out boating without one. And I said, well, what's the purpose? He said, to show that you, you know, know the rules. I said, so if I don't have one, then you assume I don't know the rules. And he goes, well, I'll give you an example. What are those sticks over there? And I said, you mean those two posts that indicate water hazard? The one being to indicate that it, there are rocks below? And he said, oh, Yeah. Those. I said, oh, yeah, I'm well aware. I said, and then I tried to make the point to him that while he was having me pulled over, there were other people that are, were whipping people around with uh, with on inner tubes and they were going across the lake as opposed to with the flow of traffic. There mm. is a direction that you use typically when you're you know skiing and things like that. So there was a safety issue at hand out on the lake where people could potentially get hurt. And yet he was pulling me over because I don't have numbers on mm-hmm. my boat. Well, it's all your fault. Michelle, don't you understand? <laughs> See, that's what they're going to say. Uh, is th- this is a typical thing that the government people will say as well? It's all your a- you activists' fault that we have to deal with this. We could be out busting those people that are actually doing things that are putting others in danger, perhaps. But no, no, we have to be here filling out this ticket because you made us pull you over. You made us enforce this law on you by breaking it. We have to do it. So had I had just arbitrary numbers that I just stuck on my boat, they would never have even noticed me. I wonder about that. Mm-hmm. I bet you're right. Do you think he's out there with a little digital pad running numbers uh, on boats? You can't see. I mean, I'm going, you know, 35 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. How would he, he couldn't see me, but you can see that there's no one there, that there's nothing there. Gotcha. You know? So then as we, um, he, um, he very thoughtfully allowed me to surf though, on the way back to the, uh, to the dock and, um, and he surf. Yeah, I don't. I surf by my boat. Okay. Yeah, with a surfboard. Okay. Yeah. No, no, I don't know much about the boating registration world. So, if you've got numbers on your boat from Florida, mm-hmm. is that enough to get them to leave you alone? Like, as far as do, do you need to have numbers from each state in which the boat is taken, or is it like a car license, you know, an auto tag where you can kind of take a boat to a different uh, po- political designation? Exactly, but you have to. Um, 
you know, I assume, actually, I don't know because I don't register my vehicles. Right, you don't pay attention to that I mean, I really stuff. don't know. Yeah. I, I, now that you asked that question. I figured you'd be the person that might know considering you, you're associated yeah, with Yeah, I boats. don't. That's embarrassing, but no, I don't know. But I think you're right. It's probably it, just well, it would have to be because, you know, if you're going to leave, for one, and New Hampshire has a very small amount of coastline. So yeah. if you're not in a lake, you're out on the sea the ocean or whatever you have to be able to go to maine you know right. you have to be able to zip over to kittery and down to boston and that kind of thing so you need some shire numbers for your boat is basically what you need that's right? what i need yeah, yeah. you know the, i think that i support this idea of having this kind of alternative uh, society where you can have your own set of numbers like i had a private i have a private plate for my car and i drove around with it for a while until i finally got uh, busted for it one of these days i'll probably put it back on but it has my phone number on it Mm. So that's a good identifying number, right? Sure. It's a number that somebody could actually call you while you're in the car or as soon as they see you, they could make a phone call, leave a voicemail or talk to you in person and say, hey, I think your driving sucks or you're doing a really great job today, buddy, <laughs> yeah. uh, or something like or, that. Or, hey, you're cute. There could be that too, yeah. Well, so I think that when it comes to vehicle registrations, I, I always feel like this is an issue that I don't understand why activists go get, get, get so excited about. Well, um, right. You have been a big critic on this one and that's why I wanted to see maybe to pit the two of you against one another because Michelle is really excited about this issue. She is. And, and you've been by the a way, huge critic. I have gone said, to her. You said this is a bad issue as well in the past. Oh, I agree. It's a bad issue. You think that people are going to look at Michelle as a crazy loon and they're going to you know, basically just completely think this is nuts. Right? Well, I, thus far, the 60 or so people that I've spoken to on the street about this are 100% behind me. So, See, Mark, it's because you've never actually <laughs> talked to anybody about That's it, That's Michelle's right? interpretation of her conversation with people. I mean, <laughs> the, the crazy lady I talked to, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, she thinks that I think whatever her world is is fine, too. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, although Michelle probably had will probably have better success in talking to people about this issue than, say, I would or another activist. We're coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency, and it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be growing with time. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. WeUseCoins.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want and dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there completely free. So enjoy those, including our webcam. Go watch, listen, and interact, because the chat room is built into the same page as the webcam. You can go and do those things over at cam.freetalklive.com. Like the rest of our website, it's totally free. Once again, that's cam.freetalklive.com. If you've got a website, you know how important it is for people to visit your site. Whether it's for better results in surf in, excuse me, in search engines and advertising or just getting your message out, you need all the hits you can get. Mobsterhits.com is going to make you an offer you can't refuse. A family-friendly web traffic exchange. FTL.mobsterhits.com can riddle your site full of views. And you can even make some money by joining the, uh, the family. As Do you need associate. a cough drop? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Sign up for the uh, free FT. I can't. I can't help myself. There's so many mobster uh, uh, references in this. 
in this copy. Sign up for the for free at ftl.mobsterhits.com now. You get a free one month upgrade if you sign up now. As a matter of fact, there's some some secret upgrades if you uh, sign up right away. It's ftl.mobsterhits.com. Listeners with list, liberty oriented sites can uh, get anywhere from a thousand to ten thousand hits for free. Find out the details at ftl.mobsterhits.com. So once again, our number is 800-259-9231. We'll get back to Mark and Michelle uh, talking about the freedom to travel as an activism issue. But first, Rich is in Tennessee. Rich, you're on Free Talk Live. How's it going, guys? Hey, Rich, what's on your mind tonight? Man, I, I've really enjoyed your, your show. Um, I, I've heard it a couple of times. I, ha- I haven't um, caught it as much as I'd like to, but, I, but uh, when I have, I definitely learned quite a bit. So I just want to tell you I appreciate your show a lot. Cool. Thanks, man. Go ahead with your thoughts. Um, and I actually, I know Michelle because I, because we've kind of done some Ron Paul stuff together down here in Tennessee before she, I think she lives in New Hampshire now. I do. How right. you doing? Hey, Michelle. Yeah. I, and I also want to say, Michelle, I just, you know, I admire you a lot. I think you, you just, you know, I think you help bring awareness to so many things. And so I just wanted to tell you that, uh, just keep, keep doing it. Yeah. Michelle's a killer activist. It's great to have her up here in New Hampshire. She's a doer. She's somebody who, who doesn't hesitate to go out and get it done, uh, rather than waiting for somebody else to start something. Okay. Okay. Let's get on with it. (laughs) No, I I only say that not to, not to inflate your ego, but to hopefully use you as an example of others or for others to, uh, to emulate perhaps in the future when they're ready to step into the world of activism. So go ahead with your thoughts, Rich. Exactly. Well, but the, the, the thing about this kind of thing that I, where I see it can be problematic is that, um, you mean traveling without car registration? Well, not this specifically, but, but, well, let me explain what I mean. Um, we all can't be passionate about every single issue out there, you know, it's, it's impossible. Not. And so, you know, Ron Paul is probably the only person I know out there that is passionate, is passionate and can effectively and, and clearly communicate, you know, why we should all care about all these different issues, you know? Um, but so, so, so I guess what I, what I'm, what I, what I want to say about it is just that sometimes we can be, we cannot be, I guess we cannot talk of, we, we, we can lose the, the people when we make people feel like they're almost stupid or crazy because they do pay that tax or, you know, sort of be, um, sort of act like they should be as knowledgeable and passionate about it as we are. And that's what I see sometimes happens in the liberty movement is that, you know, I'm really passionate about this. I've taken a lot of time to research this and, and, and so I know why, why this is good to stand up and, and to uh, oppose this issue, you know, the, the, this tax or whatever the issue is. It could be the Federal Reserve, anything, you know. But, but I, just, I just think that if we all do our part and we all do the research on an issue that we end up gravitating towards and, and feel most passionate about, we can, we can accomplish these things. We can, we can oppose them and we can stop the evil that we see that is encroaching upon all of us, but but we all can't do it all. And so that's why I commend what Michelle's doing. On the other hand, I think that sometimes... Um, do you feel can, like you've we, been made to feel no. bad about not doing certain no. things? No, I, I'm saying that we can do that to each other sometimes when we don't realize that each of us plays a role in some, being passionate about something that the state is doing to us, but we all can't take the time 
to to oppose every single thing and go out there and stand on street corners for every single issue. I and agree, I think, Rich, but yeah. if, if if I could interrupt you for a second. Remember when yeah, yeah. we were all uh, getting um, the signatures for the H.R. 1207, the audit the yeah. Fed? Okay, we were out there. We were all sweating. It was like 110 degrees. We got, you know, thousands of signatures, et cetera. We, you know, filmed it. We took it up to the uh, the House Rep's office there and submitted it and da-da-da-da-da for nothing. I mean, sure, it, it made its way, but by the time it, it got to the floor, it was so watered down, it was junk, it was garbage. And so that was really kind of my last hurrah at working through the system. Now, I understand that other people haven't burned out on that, and so if they're going to, if that's what they feel called to do, that's fine. But, you know, we've been talking recently about getting people who have, are coming at things from a different angle, but are, you know, interested in the same sort of um, subject and topics to kind of be a little bit more organized about going at it um, at the same time from the different place you're going, you know, you're attacking things from, you know, and, and um, what, I'm, what I'm hearing Rich say is that he feels like maybe that uh, so, so many people are being pulled in too many different directions, like that, uh, that there, there are people that, that want you to spend time on things that you're not really, you just don't have time for. Is that what you're, you're suggesting? Well, I, th- I think we make people feel stupid sometimes. Like, like, for instance, I might talk to a friend who might not know about this issue, which I think is important. I'm glad that Michelle's talking about this because I want to learn more about it. But, but, but uh, you know, I might know about nutrition and, and, and you know, all the, the U.N. laws that are being passed and taken away our supplements and all these things. Mm-hmm. But I might, and I might talk to my friend, oh, are you crazy? You should be out here, you know, posing this tax on, on, on boats and, 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 and your vehicles. But he's doing his part in the nutrition world opposing the U.N. stuff. And so it's like right. I would never say to somebody, "You you should be doing this." Right. Me neither. Uh, I think that people should do whatever they feel is right. I think they should pursue whatever activism issues are the most interesting to them. I think there are those kind of centrally organized, kind of minded people that want to shoehorn everybody into listen to me, do what I say. Uh, But uh, I don't think those people are very effective up here. I don't know any of those people. And it just, I don't experience that. I don't know if any of you guys, Mark or Michelle, you know, up here in New Hampshire with the activism movement we have, which is a very robust uh, mm-hmm. movement with a lot of different aspects to it at, at any given point in time. Uh, I think there may be been a little bit of con- conflict between a few Mostly activists. Mostly we that- get, um, when we get the advice from people that you should do this, it's usually people that don't live in New Hampshire. This is true. Yeah. Like an anonymous poster on a blog or, well, or something like that. So I just don't see that. Yeah, maybe if I could see it in a more positive way. I guess what I, what I, what I ultimately want to say is I, I think Michelle's doing an awesome job, and, and, and you know, I, I want to I be passionate about that, too, but I don't also I don't want to be, like, if I pay that tax because I'm not aware yet, like, maybe I will be aware and maybe I will join forces with her and oppose that. But, sure. But it's like you only have so much time to find out. Absolutely. Somebody- Michelle's never said to anybody, "Hey, you need to yeah. join me on this." She's right. just taking the lead and doing what she what she thinks is right. And I thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, and then hopefully inspiring others to follow suit. It's free talk live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond. 
TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. What you want. Just dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there free. The mobile site is one of them. You can access our mobile site via your smartphone. Go to m.freetalklive.com. You'll get quick access. To our live streams and podcasts there, that's M as in mobile.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship we all have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. All right, so 800-259-9231. More freedom to travel on the way. Theo is on the line there right now in Ohio. Theo, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Hey, greetings. Um, I wanted to call about something that was really shocking to me that you all had talked about uh, the other day. Um, I have to say I was in utter disbelief that you all were actually in support of GMOs, it sounded like. And, GMOs, the uh, genetically modified organisms. organisms. Yeah. I mean, Mark even made the point that he thought that they uh, would feed the, you know, help feed people. Well, wouldn't and, you I mean, agree? No, I wouldn't. I think this is a crazy statement, and honestly, Okay, so you, you, all... you don't think that the genetically modified foods actually grow greater yields than... Uh, and more robust crops and greater yields than Sure, the at the expense of I mean, the you, vitamins. You just, want, you just want the short-term get-off, or do you want the long-term, the long-term goal? Of, well, first uh, of all, I'd like to correct you on something. You said you all support GMO, and it sounds to me like Michelle yeah, I know, is... I made a collective. It sounds to me like Michelle is on your side here. <laughs> uh, but, well, uh, yeah, yeah I, I like the idea of putting food in people. Li- Hold on, man. I like the idea of... are going to be in, in support of this view, and... I mean, you, you can't... You asked me a question, and I was, going, I was going to answer it for you, Theo. Yes, I like the idea of having food in starving people's bellies. If that can come out of uh, the GMO uh, crops, then, yeah, me, then that makes the, sense. The same, old, the same old statement. Like, you don't realize Africa, and that's probably what you're talking about, is a country that has so... what I mean, just an amazing plethora of plants that feed people that have been tampered with already with the GMOs, it's just going to continue. And then those people won't have the unique plants. There's a plant in Africa called Moringa. It by itself will support a whole diet. Why, why would people not have unique plants because somebody's growing because a GMO crop? the GMOs tamper with these plants. They are no longer heirloom at that point. They lose their ancient quality. They have GMO at Moringas? No, they don't, okay, well, fortunately. But, I mean, you have well, to look at the Well, hold on a second. Well, let, no, me, let me see if I'm clear. one moment, please, Go sir. Ahead. Okay. You have to look at the research in India, all the crop failures that happen within three years. The farmers are killing themselves. Why would the farmers do that to themselves? 
because it's a short-term goal, and then at very well, why would you after, kill yourself? I mean, if you failure, you know, why don't you why don't you actually starving, use corn starving. for an example? Because corn is something that people can understand because it's grown yes, here. It's tampered all the corn. right, and so corn, when it was grown back, uh, you know, during the Pilgrims' days and it, what have you, was really only about an inch and a half long to two inches long and that's not the corn that we imagine when we think of corn on the cob and so so that's an easier one for people to understand than something that's grown in the amazon like you know maca or, well if you or want to talk about corn that's fine but i want to know more about this uh, claim about the crop failure so let me see if i'm yeah, following I mean, you uh, that's what i'm saying you all need to do some research before thanks man we've talked about this on the air before a number of times we've been given lots of information over the years so instead of just saying you need to do some research how about you who are supposedly so well researched answer some questions so the rest of our audience that might have a thing or two to do with their time besides pour over tomes of information could maybe be enlightened a little bit right, so i don't need any reading assignments thanks. so i'm going to ask you again and if you'd like to help you're welcome to answer some questions if not you can move along but my question is if, i'm not voting for you all wait anymore. wait wait wait. he just excuse me what he just said statement. excuse me what he just said to you was really era. fair what he said to you was just really fair and he just gave you an opportunity to share with a million people some facts about gmos so can you just do that okay so here's my question for you uh, if you want to get all defensive, then that's not a conversation. My question is regarding your claim that farmers are killing themselves down there or whatever, that they're, they're failing, crop failure. You repeated that crop failure over and over again. So if I'm a farmer and my crops fail, and they didn't used to fail before I started getting these GMO seeds from Monsanto or whoever – don't you think I'd make, you know, draw the conclusion that maybe it was the GMO seeds that were failing me and maybe I should go back to the old way? Yeah, but it's too late when you're starving and your family and you're basically, you have nothing. Those people depend on every year they need a yield for their family. So let me see survive. if I'm following if you. If it fails, they are done. Are you saying to me that uh, the GMO food is going to fail all over the place? Because otherwise, how are they making money I'm saying on that's going to happen, yes. And I'm saying Monsanto is one of the biggest threats to our freedoms. And I can't believe you all are supporting this kind of thing. Monsanto um, uses the, the, the intellectual property laws the United States government has created and basically foists on the rest of the world. So, I mean, yeah, it's a corporation that's in bed with the government, but it's really no different than other corporations. It's using these awful intellectual property laws. That much is true. But GMO foods are less likely to fail as crops because they're resistant to pests in some pests. They're resistant to uh, many of the blights. So most of the things that I've... Can you look at the research on what GMOs do? I he have looked at you. look, man. You I have you looked at this issue. Say, you keep telling me to look at the research, which to me... Wait I'm not a second. Say what they do because you'll say, "Oh, the conspiracy theory and all that." Just, I mean, please. I have. When you tell me to do research, it's non-specific. I have done hours and hours of research on this subject. Now, because I don't agree with you, does not mean that my research is fallacious. It means that you are not being specific. So be specific. And then you're going to say conspiracy. GMOs lead to sterility. You're the one that brought okay, up you, the term. You just, okay, well, wait, that was, you just gave your first fact. That was awesome. You just gave your first fact. GMOs yeah, leads to ster sterility. So nobody how, said. I know how you all. Uh, Theo, talk, calm like, down. Nobody point, said no anything about theory. conspiracies. You're the one who you brought up you, the term conspiracy in this conversation. You say them a lot, though. I mean, if I must say, you all say 
you you all use that. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. I really don't know what you're talking about. Nine eleven for one. Where are the birth rates down? Where are the birth rates down? Africa. I mean, this is what birth rates do. are down in Africa. Birth rates are down this all over is, the world. Actually, no, that's good. This is what GMOs. No, gosh, you don't. Uh, you think it's good that no people are having a bunch of babies? <laughs> Look, no, Theo. Good luck to you, man. Thanks for the call. I can't handle you anymore. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can bring up whatever it is you want. And to his allegations that we're constantly attacking conspiracy theorists. We don't talk about that stuff unless some conspiracy theorist calls in and starts spouting off about 9-11, which it sounded like he wanted to get into that, too. I don't know that um, G- claiming the GMOs cause uh, sterility are a, is a conspiracy theory unless one is claiming that the, the intent is to cause uh, st- sterility, at which point it would be a conspiracy theory. Um, and, you know, so well, plus I would need to see some evidence on that. I haven't heard that claim at all. Right. To and just it doesn't make a seem like claim. birth rate is a problem in the, in, in the world where, you know, the population's growing. Right. And, and, and just to make that, you know, blanket claim without having any kind of correlation or being able to look at the possible causes of what he might be saying there, there's a you lot know, to I, I, we need the, the instance he's talking about here, I said I attempt to buy organic foods because I believe the GMO foods are harvested and that they're uh, grown in an immoral fashion. They're, they, they're you know, made to sort of uh, you know, be resistant to Roundup and things like this. Mm-hmm. These pesticides, herbicides, um, they're, they're, they, you know, the fertilizers that they use on them, they run off into rivers, they, create, uh, they, they kill fish, they, they create dead zones. I, I buy uh, organic for that reason. Sounds but, like you're on the same side as him. Right, but that's it. I don't agree with every single word he said. You need to so do more research. I need to hey, do more research. Do more research. And this Shut Mark up. is pounding on this the is, table. This is where this is the mentality. Woo! Yeah. Well, if you one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you in the studio tonight here, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And uh, again, on the website, totally free. Go in there and go over there, get interactive. You can actually control the content of the site. So the stuff you see up there has been placed there by listeners like you and voted up or voted down. You get to vote on what you like and dislike. And the most voted up makes it to the front page and the top at freetalklive.com. Before we go on with your calls, I, there are a few more thoughts I want to get out because it was hard to have a conversation or even the beginnings of a conversation with Theo there. He just wanted to rant 
uh, in his anti-GMO zealotry. And as uh, as we found out, Michelle, you're pretty much on board with uh, a lot of the ideas in the anti-GMO crowd. Mark, you're uh, f- certainly friendly toward them. And but he I yelled don't at give both of us. Huh? <laughs> he yelled at both of us, though, even yeah. though we were as we were agreeing with him. Right, right. And, and that really, it's the mark He's of a upset. zealot. It's the mark of a zealot. Somebody who just, you know, they, they don't even want to begin to have a conversation and and not even try to show somebody, oh, yeah, I agree with you on this. Now look at this. You know, that's uh, we were talking to somebody earlier uh, about activists and feeling like they're pulled in too many different directions uh, because somebody's trying to coax them into helping with their particular uh, thing that they're interested in. It works more. It works better when you're talking to somebody about the things they're interested in. So if I'm talking to you on a one to one basis and you're telling me what's what's you know important to you, I well I want to change the war on drugs or I want to change you know the driving regulations or whatever. Then you can. Fo- Focus on those areas because that's what that person's interested in. You don't just have somebody tell you, well, I want to change things about the driving uh, regulations and then start talking to them about the war on drugs. It just, it's, it's just not going to connect uh, that well. And similarly, when somebody tells you they agree with you on an issue, you don't start focusing immediately on the, you know, the negatives or the, the points that uh, you want to shove their nose or in or whatever. Especially when you're a guest anymore. on their show and he's you're <laughs> well, giving him a forum to speak to a million people why uh, that would may he, be exaggerated. Or whatever, you know. I yes, I embellish. Many. <laughs> so a million po- people could listen if they wish to. The I suspect I want, that a million people will not hear him. The point that I wanted to make is that certainly uh Monsanto, I'm no fan. I don't like any big food or any big c- corporation that has governmental control over certain things. Especially and, Monsanto. I mean, they're, right. they're hugely connected with the government. Right. As you pointed out, they make buku bucks because they have patents on these They go after small farmers who have had uh, pollen from one, you know, from, from one of their big farms go off into their little yeah. farm. They'll go after the farmer who's, you know, just the wind has pollinated his corn or whatever. Right, for a copyright violation yeah, or it's, something it's like ridiculous. that. It's right? ridiculous. It's insane. And they they use the power of the, um, the, the civil, yeah, the, the patent and the civil court system to basically drive somebody into uh, bankruptcy to crush them take their farm from them and then all these, kinds of things these last two callers bring, you know make a good point in that uh there are these agenda driven uh conversations and activism and things that people are supposed to get upset about if you are able to come up with a core system of principles then you're going to see how all of these things are interconnected but it's going to be easier to strike at the root of the problem you know, and so whereas you, Mark, are not going to get in a, you know, in a, your panties in a wad over the GMOs, you do uh, fight against the unethical um, uh, behavior of corporations. I, I live my life in such a fashion that we grow food at my house. And when we buy food, we attempt to buy organic foods. There's some, there's some that we choose not to. We, we attempt to buy grass-fed beef, you know, all these things. And all these things I had said uh, previously, and this is what the, the caller, what's his name, Ian? Uh, that was Theo. Theo was uh, referencing, you know, that instance. He picked out one nugget of it, and uh, that he was upset about. And I do think that there's there are there's value to the um, sort of the idea of modifying organisms in order to make them more resistant to pests and more resistant to blight and things like that. I think that there's value to that. What I don't like is. The way they go about fertilizing them, and way, the way they go about uh, killing off the plants that might compete with them. 
Sure, but you're making your choice in the marketplace to to try to avoid uh, products like that. You're choosing the the voting ones are, with your dollar, right? You're voting with your dollar to choose the products that you think are uh, are grown in the right way, right, Mark? And that's all you can really do. That's really all you can do because you're not going to say, oh, "I say we ban this," and then use the right. force of government uh, to come down on on these folks. So uh, what I wanted to focus on though is the idea of these farmers and the crop failure. The, if you go and you look for GMO crop failure, you'll see eighty percent, seventy percent crop failure in so and so wherever. Africa, etc. And I understand that farmers are really important. Like there's this kind of this myth that, well, you know, farmers are more important than other businesses out there because, you know, we need to eat. Uh, So farmers are really important and they're poor. And I get that. And I get it that, uh, you know, if you're a poor farmer and you invest in something new, a new technology in this case, seed technology, and it fails, that's going to hurt. It's going to hurt your bottom line. Maybe it's even going to bankrupt you if you make a a poor decision. But businesses fail all the time, and farmers are businesses. Okay, being a, running a farm is is a business. It's not a charity for most uh, in most cases. So if you're a farmer and the Monsanto salesperson comes uh, comes along to your farm and says, "Hey, we've got this great new seed here, and it's going to be resistant to disease. It's going to be resistant to pests. It's going to grow bigger. You're going to be able to get more per square uh, square yard of farm. And wow, look at this. This is a great product, and we're going to sell it to you at this price." Now, if the farmer's never done anything like this before, if he's never heard anything, because you'd think that the word would get around that, hey, this stuff's failing, so maybe you shouldn't buy that stuff, Jim. Uh, but you know, apparently, you say the word hasn't got to this farmer yet. You're the farmer, Mark, and Monsanto comes to you and, and pitches you on this great-sounding sea. Am I a foreign farmer? It doesn't matter. What kind Let's of foreign am I? Poor. Let's just say you're a poor <laughs> farmer, okay? So you're not one of the mega farmers. You're a I poor farmer. I have a poor accent. So you are a poor farmer, and you've been presented with this concept— and they want you to buy the seeds. Now, you've been growing food successfully because you're already a farmer. That's why they're approaching you. So you've been growing food with regular seeds, doing it the old-fashioned way successfully for a long, long time. Me and my donkey. What are the odds that you're going to be so persuaded by the sales pitch that you're just going to say, all right, I'm switching 100% over to this new seed, and I'm just going to put all my eggs in one basket and I think Monsanto may actually make you do something like that. And one, one of the things— one Really? Of the, that you can't do half and half? You can't Mike, grow— they're, they're, they are absolutely terrible in the United States. I don't know what they're— like in other countries i've heard these claims but i'm very skeptical of claims that come from you know eastern india that there's no corroboratory evidence with i just i you know why is a a seed that is supposed to be far more uh, robust robust than heritage brand heritage type seeds why is that failing when the heritage types crops didn't if they're planting the, the same kind of thing, why would why would corn Monsanto corn fail there unless they don't know how to raise it? And I don't know what it takes to raise it. I don't know what the specifics are, frankly. One of the problems is that in the claim is that it uh, takes the nutrients out of the soil at a faster rate, et cetera. I've heard that. And right. And so the way they grow, they cause, you know, runoff and and the topsoil, yep. you know, disappears, et cetera. And, you know, you, you were saying, Ian, that this Monsanto salesman comes to the door and says that one of the complaints is that there are suckers or I, I know there's a farming term that's better than suckers, but in gardening, that's what it's called. 
where um, a what, cr- yeah, exactly. Where you know, um, wind has blown the seeds from farm A over to farm B. Mm-hmm. Farm B doesn't want those seeds, but right. it's you know, but, so it's so it contaminates the heirloom, um, and so their farm, even though uh, farm B didn't ask, didn't want, mm-hmm. didn't buy the Monsanto, those GMO modified. Um, uh, genetically modified organism seeds have affected theirs. Right. Yeah. I see. I see where that. I see where you're coming yeah. from on that. That's certainly one of the concerns. But you can always have seeds blowing in from from anywhere. Sure. I suppose. Well, but but only the only Monsanto and some other big company like this would try to to go after you legally. For right. It. Yeah. I understand that, uh, and I don't agree with that. Okay. But and I see what you're saying, Mark. And it's an interesting point that Monsanto would would, would try to like cram down on the farmer and say, well, if you're going to buy our product, then you have to use it on your whole farm. Uh, of course, anybody who is a buyer can simply say, well, no. I'm not going to do that. So thanks for the the offer, but I'll just keep doing it the way that I know how to do things. And so businesses take risks. And if it turns out that this uh, GMO crop thing is a bad risk, word's going to get around and people are going to stop using this product. I, it seems like a problem that's going to so, solve itself. And I guess the idea is that I if should... If there was a free market, sure. But the fact that they've got these lobbyists and this you know, huge sums in the of US, money going... But exactly. we're talking about people that are so dirt poor in India that one crop failure kills them. Uh, right. That they drink fertilizer is the, is the claim that this how guy are, made. How are you going to sue and, the African farmer? What are you going to... Was he going to do? Pay right. you with rocks? Right. <laughs> You know, I, I don't think that there's anything to get out of it, and that's you know, and that's kind of the the point here is that you know these. Um I, I bet this happened on one occasion or something like this. Some guy bought the Monsanto seed. There's a language barrier. He didn't realize that he wasn't going to get, uh, you know, that he wasn't going to be able to harvest seed from this and get seed crop. And I can imagine that's a huge issue. You know, he kills himself afterwards. But I can't imagine too many people are killing themselves over this stuff. I, it just I seems think he unlikely. might have misspoken when he said that. Right. So I've here you go. Before. I mean, just because people, because you're right, Michelle, things do get uh, kind of screwed up in the transmission process of information. Or something. Yeah. I mean, here, just the first article I clicked on a digital journal about this. The claim is that some farms have suffered up to 80% crop failures in South Africa. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You are invited. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you features there free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. Let's go to you and your thoughts. And then uh, I know, Michelle, you want to talk about the freedom to travel thing. I do as well. I think it's a really important issue. In fact, I think Dakota may actually uh, have that on his mind as well. Dakota, in North Carolina, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Yes. Hey, you're on the air. 
Yeah, uh, look, I'm all over what Michelle's talking about. All right. Uh, I've studied the subject for quite a number of years, and I exercised my right to travel freely for seven years, and I've been in a lot of states, and my vehicle wasn't registered, never has been registered, and right. I've done that for seven years. No driver's license. And when it comes to her boat, um, now I'm from North Carolina. Well, well hold, so. hold on. Before you go on, I'd like to hear a little more about your story, if you don't Absolutely. mind. Absolutely. Uh, you, you did it for seven years, but right. you've stopped? Well, uh, I had a heart attack three years ago, <laughs> and uh, it kind of messed up my vision when they did quadruple bypass surgery. Oof, boy. So I haven't driven for three years. I see. Okay, so it wasn't like you went out and got a driver's license. Uh, it was a no, health, health problem that no. stopped you. So over no, the seven my, years... My pickup truck is still not registered. It's incredible. And I love stories like this from people that have, you know, they've, they've done this. They're not just speculating. They're not just talking about ideas. They've actually enacted this. So right. seven years, you drove without a car, any sort of car registration or license? Or insurance. Or insurance. And right. how and many times in the promise. seven years were you pulled over? Once. No kidding. Right. How many times, how much did you drive per week? I couldn't tell you on a weekly basis, but I can tell you this. Uh, my wife and I traveled uh, uh, what was called a rendezvous circuit. And uh, we went from uh, Wisconsin to southern Florida. And That's uh, about 1,500 miles, isn't it? Uh, a little more than that. <laughs> uh, we were 60 miles from Miami, and when you talk about, well, it might be around that. Uh, but in the winter, we, we'd leave Indiana and come down through North Carolina and go go to Florida and mm-hmm. drive all around. And about 1st of March, we went back to Indiana, and then we went to shows in Illinois, Ohio. Now, technical West question. Virginia. As you're doing all of this, what is on the back of your, your vehicle or your, your car or truck or whatever it is you were driving? What were you driving, by the way? Truck? A pickup truck. Pickup truck. So yeah. did you have a license plate on the back at all? Did you have a custom plate? Did you have nothing? I had a custom plate. So how did you get the custom plate? You went through like an online vendor or was this before there were such uh, things? Somebody connected up with in in the freedom movement made these plates and Interesting. and I bought two of them and T- I, I tell me what they truck, what did they look like trailer. what did the custom plates look like what do they say on them it says united states of america um constitution 17 uh 87 uh, it gives the UCC 1-201, which doesn't re- really mean much of anything. Then right. <laughs> it, it said AD 1787. Yeah, I've looked in the whole UCC thing. Uh, it's kind of interesting, but you're right. It doesn't mean anything because they do whatever it is they want to do. But it's interesting that uh, that you were only pulled over once in uh, in all that period of time. How did that go for you? It was dismissed. Really? Now, um, I've, I've noticed some people that do this, uh, this kind of activism, they'll often try to basically obscure the license plate that they have. Oh, from, no, I didn't. <laughs> so was it, I mean, if it's on a trailer, if the trailer, like, you know, different states have different laws for the licensing of trailers, and that may confuse a police officer. I'm wondering how often was the bed of the truck, not the, I guess, bed, but the rear end of the truck displayed for all to see? Uh, in our long travels, not really all that much. Because uh, I had a pickup truck camper on the pickup, mm-hmm. so it was a little difficult to see. But you know, the 
they bother you just as much for trailers they will for anything else. Yo, did you have one of your uh, custom plates on the trailer as well? Yes. Got it. So that one was being displayed then to everybody. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh right. yeah. <laughs> so why do you think? It. Why do you think? I can't imagine, Ian. You took out your private plate one time, and the first time you went out, you were clobbered with it. And no, that's not true. I, I went thirty miles before I got caught, and I was caught because I was actually. I'm was just saying it happened. Story. It doesn't. You know, the story is yeah. the story. I mean, and this I was, guy drove for crazy. seven years. Because I drove for years. Um, I've had the car registered for one year. But you've got four. You've got different plates. Uh, different states' plates on there. I know, but even of the, when I was in this state. I mean, out of the 10, 11 years I've had my car, it was only registered for a year. Understood. And I think I was, I think I've total, I've been pulled over six times, but this, la- the last one was the only one I've gone to court, court for. I kind of forgot about the court appearances and the other ones. But, so maybe there is a, maybe there's a, a wanted poster for me in Alabama and California. <laughs> hey, Dakota, what, uh, what kind of tips would you give people that are interested in pursuing this? Because it sounds to me like you did it relatively alone. I mean, you didn't, you didn't have a big group of people doing it together, right? No, sir. I was all by myself, just me and my wife. Wow. What so, would you recommend? What's the trick? What the, well, there is no trick, really. I Thank mean, you for saying that. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I guess a lot of it's luck of the draw. I was sitting at a at a stoplight in, in Indiana one day. I pulled up stoplight. A, a county sheriff pulled up behind me. It was left turn, you know, four-lane highway. I'm sitting there waiting for the light to turn. We were sitting there three minutes at least. There's no way he could miss that plate. Sure, absolutely. And light changed. I made my left-hand turn and went on about my business, and he went on about his. You know, as far as I'm concerned, I'd like to get it to the point up here uh, or anywhere, but ideally here in New Hampshire where we're gathering more activists together, and many of them are concerned with uh, with freedom to travel. I know I am, and you are, Michelle, as well, and, uh, and some other activists. But to get it to the point where you have a certain type of license plate, like the Shire plate, uh, and where if a cop sees the Shire plate, he knows not to mess with it because that, that person is going to not take a plea deal. They're going to go to trial. They're going to you know take it uh, all the way to the very end and then they're not going to pay the fine once uh, all is said and done. They're going to cost the system as much money as possible to get it so that's known amongst the bureaucrats to where it essentially becomes a pass. You have right. having this plate on would actually give you you know give you more leeway. Just as long as though we team up with those who are in the House of Representatives, et cetera, and aren't allowing, as well as the City Council, et cetera, and aren't. Um, at, who are not allowing taxes and revenues to be increased in order to make up for what we're costing the city and the state. You know I'm what I sorry, mean? are you joking? What? No, 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 I'm being serious. We're like going to team up with politicians who... No, for... <laughs> <laughs> They're going to do something else no matter what you do. I, and it's issue, so funny that Ian just said that to me was, considering... He, it wasn't he, the taxes. It, it, was, it was the right. right. Yeah. It was simply... The right. Well, you're still buying gasoline, so there's taxes. You're on also that. paying your property yeah. taxes, which pay for roads too. Now, my son did this within the last three years, mm-hmm. and up until I don't know, maybe just a few months back, really, uh, he was running this plate on his car, and he got pulled three times, four it, times, three three times in three years or four years, uh, three times within a year and a half. Oh, okay. And now what, uh, what has happened to him? Have they confiscated his car? What's his status? Oh, no, they never confiscated his car. Uh, he went to court. And the, and the first time he went to court all by himself, just, you know, more or less pro se, when they called him up, 
He went up there and told them, um, I'm not operating my vehicle in commerce, and I own the vehicle. They come back and said, dismissed. These are the claims that I would love to see verified. I would love to, to hear audio oh, well, tape he's, of this. He's, he's got the dismissals, but, of course, they don't say why they were dismissed. Mm-hmm. They just say dismissed. It's very interesting. I, now, I think it's, it's second, great stuff. The third time, we got an attorney. Mm. And I went over with the attorney, and the attorney... The attorney we got has never disputed anything we've given him. He went into court, and they dismissed it three times. It's amazing. I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, Dakota. 800-259-9231. Up here thus far, the record hasn't been so good. Uh, I was found guilty of uh, whatever charge it was, some sort of improper use of a tag or something like that. And then uh, I think Rich Angel was found guilty as well. He's appealing. Yep. Uh, thus far, those are the only two cases I know of. 800-259-9231. And Michelle, yours is in progress right now. Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, We've also got the archives, so if you have missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're yours right there on the front page of the site, the last week's worth there at the top. Click into the archive section to go back to late 2006. All free for you, freetalklive.com. Have you ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know these rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants and Civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts that cost less than an hour with any good attorney. And the uh, four-CD course is so easy, the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. You can visit Jurisdictionary.com and download the free tools they have there for you. They have a free legal flow chart. They have a free uh, a legal dictionary, a free weekly tips and tactics newsletter. There's free videos to watch. Then you can buy the course, Jurisdictionary.com. Remember to use the pull-down menu when you check out. Let them know you heard it from Free Talk Live. It's Jurisdictionary.com. All right, so 1-800-259-9231. We're talking about the freedom to travel, your ability as an ostensibly free human being, at least that's what we would like to be, uh, to go from one point to another. Michelle, you were recently pulled over for not having a registered vehicle. And what about a license? Do you have a license as well, a government I, license? Yeah, I do have a driver's license. Okay. And um, so you know, didn't... some of those things, you know, my, my big thing is property rights. And, um, and so that manifests itself in, you know, vehicle registration as well as like income tax and property gains, as well as parent slash family rights. And, you know, so there are some things that I um, maybe say, I would say compromise on simply mm-hmm. because I'm a single mom and can't find everything. Yeah. I can't find everything. And, and also having, you know, being able to, 
be my kid's mom is more important to me than sure. fighting about some things. Well, yeah, I, th- I agree with you. You know, you've got to pick your battles, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And if that's the one you want to make a stand on, that makes sense. It's similar to me when I had the private plate on the back of my car. I also had a, a government driver's license. Now, I don't have the New Hampshire uh, driver's license because yeah, I don't want to consent to their rules or consent to their system. Mm-hmm. Turns out when you consent to a governmental uh, licensing scheme, then they come after you for more stuff because <laughs> then you have – I mean, obviously, it's not real consent because you've been coerced. I mean, at least I, I wouldn't do it, you know, voluntarily. I'm doing it because I'm, I'm being threatened by them. Uh, but in this case, if you don't have their license, then they can't enforce a lot of their statutes on you. Mm-hmm. For instance, uh, if your car is not registered in New Hampshire, then they can't enforce their inspection statute Correct. on you. And they don't have the jurisdiction to enforce. So, for instance, if there's an inspection in the state in which it is registered, but you're driving in New Hampshire, they can't see that old inspection sticker if it's an old one and say, well, you're going to ticket you for that because it's not their state. Mm-hmm. It's not their jurisdiction. They can't do that. And it's so silly that these inspections, I mean, Florida did away with inspections in the 70s. And it's not like you've got broken down cars lying on the side of the road or anything yeah. like that. There's really no point in it. It's, it's money. Just, it's, a, it's a racket for the, uh, for the, for the auto yeah, industry. Absolutely. For the mechanics. I understand people not getting on board with not registering their vehicles if they only have one. I have three besides the boat. Mm -hmm. I've got the truck, the car, the motorcycle. And so there are a lot of vehicles to go through and I have, you know, some savings put aside to, you know, bail my vehicles out so to speak. That's a good idea. And, yeah. And you know what, what's really, well, so let me finish this point that, um, so at that point, that all my vehicles are gone. I'm quite an equestrian. I'm going to ride a horse. In fact, I actually asked Ian, and I think he thought I was kidding if I could keep a horse at his property because I couldn't take one horse from where I live to here. I would have to change horses on the way. I have no problem doing that. People survive for thousands of years without cars. I can do that too. And I'm kind of, I'm willing to go there because I'm, you know, a nut job, I guess. But in any case, what I don't understand is people not maybe signing a petition or, you know, getting behind, um, getting behind in terms of moral support. Not everyone can afford to go to jail. Not everyone can afford to lose their vehicle. Right, but somebody can come and pick you up when you're on the side of the road after some uh, cop has decided to kidnap your, or, you know, take your vehicles uh, out from underneath you, which is what uh, I got a call when you had the the boat cop come and stop you and then they took both your boat and your truck. Yes, because there were two Uh, more police officers there to greet me at the dock. Wasn't that nice of them? You pointed out that they were friendly. Uh, Two of the cops were friendly. One of them was bad cop. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so like they could be worse up here. Like when I got this car mm-hmm. that I that I have now, it's this old junker from you know the mid nineteen nineties. Actually, it's got three hundred thousand miles and still running. So you know, kudos to Toyota. But it's it's not in the best shape, shall we say? Overall, it's probably not worth very much money. That's the reason I got that car was because I was going to do right to freedom to travel, and I expected right. that at some point they were going to take my car from me, and I was like, ah, screw it, you can have it, um, because it wouldn't have been worth that much money spent. To, to try to bail out of an impound yard. But the time that I have been pulled over for something like this, the one time where they, they got me for this, uh, they took my car back to my house. They were willing to tow the car right. back to my house. They towed your car and your boat back to your house. Only and... because I had cash to pay for it. And oh, that's, that right? Yes, and that's a point to be made, is that the vehicle registration laws penalize 
both um, those who who don't have a lot of money as well as those that do. So if I have four vehicles, but I'm only driving one at a time on the road, why do I have to what then then possibly a more equitable thing is if I got one vehicle registration card and I could transfer it from vehicle to vehicle, the one I'm driving on the road at the time. Right. But it's all about money for the government. It's not about safety. And I've actually had them admit that to me on the phone because I Mm. called these government bureaucrats when it's it's not much about safety. I guess the idea that the the only thing they can really claim is if, you know, there's some kind of hit and run situation. You actually I have a unique identifying number on the back of my car. That's the only thing that one can claim is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's about obedience and it's about money. And something that can change this. I think for good is to bring people together who who feel like this is an important issue. Now, Mark, the one point that we haven't really touched on yet is your thought that this is not a good issue. You think this is like one of the third rail issues. I think and- it confuses people greatly. I think that it, uh, you know, people are like, "What? You re- re- registered car?" Um, you know, people- every single person I've spoken to, from the bank to the um, post office to the gas station to on the street to the beach, whatever, are completely on board. So, I, and no one said, huh? I, Give me know, an example of what you're talking about. Like, what specifically would they say to you? <laughs> well, you know me and my mouth. and like, hey, I right. actually... You yeah. have a very forceful personality, and this is the point forceful? that I'm... Forceful? It's forceful. She's it's, friendly. It's How powerful. Gregarious. It's powerful, and the people don't want to disagree with her. They know that... Um, they know. I oh, mean, I've God, watched I you do... I coerce them with my charm and I, smile. Coercing <laughs> is not the you right term. But I have, I'm not. I'm seriously not. I'm not. Look, let's do... You want scientific polling. Let's do scientific polling. I'm sorry that... Are you going to start slowly? Slamming the chair again? No, I'm not slamming any chairs. Save your money, Mark. <laughs> what? You're going to hire a pollster? Uh, do a man on the street with with cameras. She's ask done people, that. Yes, ask I people, have. Not her, because she can. She will uh, form the question in the That's way that benefits That's what it's all about. Her. No, it's... Look, ask people, <laughs> do you think it's uh, just that everybody has a driver's license? No, what I say That's is... That's forming the question. How- how, what I say is, would you like to not pay to register your vehicle and not have to incur that expense? Absolutely, everybody would want that. Everybody wants something for free, no doubt. That's not for free. Getting there's, to drive your own property? You still need some kind of identifying number on the back of the car. There's more coming up here. Go get one. Licenseplates.tv. That's is that I free? Wait, 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 you, no, these people have to money. pay money for that. My God, they should be able to do that for free. Well, no, things cost money. More coming up Absolutely. here. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. But at least you're not paying a gang. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done. Get a great deal. And a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com, and those features include... The Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they are listeners of this program. Shrine.freetalklive.com will get you there. If you're a lady listener, you can get details there on how to become part of the Shrine. Once again, Shrine.freetalklive.com. Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. Now, you know that crap's going to kill you, but there's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. 
A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month on average. And it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. No smell. No secondhand smoke. No smoke at all. You can use it just about anywhere. There's free shipping on orders over $60 and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 Cardamizers. Since 40 Cardamizers is $69, then you'll get free shipping also. All you have to do is use coupon code FTL. FTL is in Free Talk Live. And you can call them uh, at 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com and order 855-2-GET-VAPOR, Vaporsmiths.com. We are talking about the right to travel, but Mark, you were disagreeing during the break that that is a good uh, term. It's not. You don't have a right to travel. You have, um, you know, you have a right to use your property, and if you wish to locomote on your property, you may. Which we established that is since I pay taxes, both property in my rent as well as the gas tax, that I am a shareholder in those roads. I think you should be, and I think you can make a claim on so that. But I, I don't believe you use it. I don't. <laughs> you have a right to property, but you don't have a right to travel on my property. I damn well do. You do, but I don't. I think the right to travel and term, I have the right to travel, the right to travel ter- uh, suggests that you have the right to locomote on other people's property, and I don't think you do. Yeah, but we've if already I, established. If I don't want you driving a car on my property. property, I see. But there's only so much you can explain in three words. Yeah, I right? got you. So uh, let me ask you this question, Ian: What if somebody's a really bad driver? He just wants to be disagreeable tonight. I'm not being disagreeable. <laughs> I don't. I think that this is a bad issue. I yell really at me. do. I am no, so I'm up for it tonight. I'm not yelling at you. I see bad drivers all the time. If or, somebody's a really bad driver, they yeah. exist to the point that they decide to take away their driver's license. Who's they? How, Who's taking away their the driver's cops. license? Okay, okay, okay. Um, Thank you. That who else mm-hmm. takes away driver's licenses? Um, the you know they they decide to take away someone's driver's license, their right to drive, whether they're twelve or whether they're eighty. In that or case, whatever. there's no right to drive. It would be a um, uh, uh, starts with a P. Help me out here. A parental a privilege. A privilege. A privilege. To, uh, who's a privilege? Cops, I understand. Cops claim that the right the, there is no right to drive. That That's is what they a claim. privilege. That's what they claim. Wait a minute. Are you asking me this question in the current uh, political climate Whatever. or in a free market? That's uh, what I wondered too. I don't know exactly. what you guys are proposing. That's the thing. That's well, the, I think the this is such right a poorly is articulated uh, concept. This uh, whole is, let's uh, drive you, around without license plates in the back of our cars. What, Answer my question. Answer my question. The government for what do I do about bad? drivers <laughs> calm down I, what you won't wait. answer a question wait I that to... that the vein in your neck is you, popping out again that's because he's dodging i'll answer your question you just made the claim though that uh, <laughs> oh my gosh me, it's going pulse let me pulse, ask you pulse. a question are you talking about like right now like yes if tomorrow if registration you decide go, okay so so everybody does what you do and this is how morality works it must yeah. be universal Who's correct uh-huh. isn't that correct uh, that morality must be applied universal absolutely. in order to be moral. Okay. Absolutely. So if you take the, the the license plate off your car and you cut your driver's license in half, then the Wait, drunk no, driver's guy... driver's license? We're talking two different things. I have things. a driver's license. Okay. We're talking about both of these things. This no, is, we haven't if you have a right no. to travel, then you have a right to drive your own car without a driver's license or a piece of metal on the back. Is that not correct? Oh. I would say you're right, but we okay, were focusing on Okay, then let's go there. Now, the drunk guy who who regularly goes out and runs over people's property, oh kills children, and all this other stuff. Oh my these fallacious arguments right now, Are you telling right me that drunk Edge, people don't drive cars? What does that have to do with they rights? I'm asking you now. about rights. They Let me go cars further. Now. Indeed they do. Okay, and then people so take away their, the cops take away their driver's and licenses. And they drive anyway. And then they get thrown in jail. There's punishments for this. So tell okay, me, Mark, in this 
world of yours where people don't have driver's licenses or license plates, what does this guy that just, you know, thinks it's bumper cars out there? So we're talking we about deal the with current this world today where tomorrow registration That's, and license This is the away, world right? you propose to drive without a no, license, no, I a license a, plate? No, or, I propose a world where there's no government-run roads and people have private roads and, you know, all that. But if you're talking about tomorrow that registrations are gone away with. Uh, I'm not saying they go away. Gone. I'm saying that everybody wants uh, people just decide that this is a great issue. So I tomorrow, agree with you. When you decide. come to my house on Sunday, I'd like you to park at the end of the driveway. What for? Let me see if I've got this. I'm just trying to understand your question. So you're saying that tomorrow a bunch of people decide they're going to go ahead and tear up the registration. They're going to put a uh, they're going to take a license plate off their car. They're going to cut up their li- their yep. driver's license. One uh, so about if, half of the if New Hampshire's the, population decides to do that tomorrow. Well, if that's the case, there's nothing the government can do about Indeed. that. But, but if what you're saying is the question is what should they do, then okay, under the government paradigm, the government runs the roads. I'm answering under your government paradigm mm-hmm. here. The government runs the roads, and so therefore, if there's a dangerous driver, they have the right to remove that person from the roads. If that's if that's how we're ta- you know that's the system we're talking about. But that- what if he gets back on the road? He's doing that today, right? So they, no, he's they, not. Yes, people that are getting DUIs people and are got repeat, multiple repeat. DUIs. They throw yeah, exactly. them in jail, and they get out and they go and they DUI again. At right? least it's so, a deterrent. I don't know if it's a deterrent, oh, considering people get multiple DUIs. Look, I'm telling you, half the guys that I was in jail with are not there anymore. It must be some level of deterrent, right? Okay, I, how are you making this leap from someone not having a registered vehicle to being a terrible driver? The question is, if everybody didn't have register, for something to be moral, it must be applied universally. Yes, and I believe in property rights. You own your property and therefore ought not to have to ask permission to use it. And you ought not to have to place a uh, government piece of property on your vehicle in order to be able to use it. I don't know how the marketplace would solve the problem of dangerous drivers. That would be interesting to see how that ended up playing out. But under your system, Mark, then those people would go to jail if they... They are violating, you know, if they could, if they're a dangerous driver and it's known that they're a dangerous driver and they didn't just make a mistake once or something like that, if they're crazy and they're running into people playing bumper cars like you're talking about, then clearly... How do you even identify them if they don't have driver's licenses? My kids don't have driver's licenses. They drive the same car. And they drive really well. They keep on wrecking it. They get new cars. Well, then you're not going to be able to (laughs) identify them anyway, Mark. How foolish would they be to go out and waste their money? After they've ruined one or two or three cars, maybe they'll go get lessons. See, Michelle, Mark can only go to the ludicrous extreme to even come close to making a point. Is the ludicrous extreme the reason they have to leave? Instead of Captain America, I'm going to call you ludicrous extreme. He's proposing the crazed Bill Gates scenario again. I mean, this is really all he's got is the most absurd of a possible situation where you've got some billionaire who just keeps buying cars so he can go run into people. It's not like they don't have insurance, my friend. No, no, no. Okay, well, wait, wait, wait. Your insurer is going to insure you if you're going around running into people on purpose? Do you have insurance? What world do you live in? Do you have insurance, Mark? You do? Of course I do. Why wouldn't I have insurance? Because a lot of people say that since it's not the law to have insurance in New Hampshire for vehicles, then they don't. But my goodness, I could get hit by somebody. My car could be damaged. Exactly. And I have a heap of insurance as well. I've got insurance as well. Let's go to uh, talk to David listening in New Hampshire. David, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Hello. Hey, David. Hi. Hello. Um, I was just going to say, well, you were just talking about insurance. 
And I never had insurance till I get stopped in Vermont driving with no insurance. And now okay. they force me to have insurance. But I was going to say something about licensing and registration and stickers. The only problem is for me, because I've done without some of those things and gone about. You're so you, you drive around paranoid. It's really an uncomfortable uh, life. I'm, I'm not paranoid. <laughs> I'm not paranoid. Once, you've dealt, with them, once no. you've dealt with them enough, then that goes away. And I think that I think that paranoia is just the general paranoia that comes around the idea of having to interact with the police. Mm-hmm. And I, I noticed the other day when I was in court that I had lost, and I was sitting in this courtroom for the first time. This this is a new courtroom to me. I, I was a defendant for the first time in this courtroom, but I've defended myself in a couple of other, a few other cases in a different courtroom. And I had lost all sense of fear of being in that uh, that courtroom Good environment. For you. It didn't mean I was particularly, you know, the, comfortable with their process and n- that I know the law or anything like that, but I wasn't intimidated. You're not uh, afraid of them anymore. Yeah, and it was nice to, you know, go up. I was talking to the man in the robe the other day, and you can stick with us David if you have got more thoughts, but uh, I was just having a nice eye-to-eye conversation with him. I wasn't looking down or looking away or anything like that. It's co- confidence is built over time. Free talk line. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. Free Talk Live brought to you by the Free State Project. You want liberty in your lifetime? You gotta do something in order to achieve it. And let me tell you, when I was doing down in Florida, wasn't getting the job done because, well, freedom was dying there. And no matter how many people you uh, seemed like I would reach out to and talk to about liberty seemed very difficult to make anything move forward as far as advancing the ideas of freedom in any tangible fashion. Well, here in New Hampshire, I moved here in 2006 with Mark. Uh, Michelle, you moved just over a year ago at yes. this point. And we all moved as part of the Free State Project, the idea of moving liberty, lo- liberty-oriented people together into the same place in order to get active in various different ways. We've already seen tangible changes uh, with inside the system. With, uh, with the, the, I think the budget cut by 11 or 12 percent. It's a big cut. For, was it for 2012, I think? I believe it's the, yeah, next, next year's budget or whatever. That's a pretty big deal. Uh, there are a lot of other examples of inside the system successes with people being elected uh, to political office, which is something the Libertarian Party has only really dreamed of uh, for the most part. I think there have been probably more elections uh, in New Hampshire for liberty-oriented people, maybe running as Republicans or Democrats, uh, but uh, but they've been elected, whereas the Libertarian Party is still trying their darndest out there, and they're not getting anywhere. Uh, So you've got inside-the-system success. You've got outside-the-system success. uh, You've got uh, people that are doing media. You've got uh, disobedience. Agorism, restaurants that are coming up, food supplies, and exchanges of, of, you know, goods and services that are outside the system, black market, gray market, however you want to call it, but they're what much more free market than anything uh 
it's else, exciting. anywhere else. Mm-hmm. There's a lot happening, and there's more that's going to happen as more people come here and they bring their ideas that we've never heard of before into the mix, or they make a new idea possible that hasn't been possible before because we haven't had enough people uh, that have been interested. So go to freestateproject.org to learn more about it. If you love liberty and you understand what freedom means, means your right to live your life how you want so long as you don't harm anybody else and that you allow others to live their lives as they want as well uh go to freestateproject.org you owe it to yourself to learn more about it abel is in new hampshire abel you're on free talk live with ian michelle and mark abel abel going once abel hey hey i'm talking to you abel there you are go ahead with your thoughts yeah can you hear me all right yes sir go ahead sir okay uh the volume changed drastically there. You sound fine. Go right ahead. Okay. Okay. I had to turn you up a little. Great. Uh, I, I don't know if you all have heard some uh, no, news of what happened to me as I tried to travel through New York on my way back from Michigan. Uh, actually, it was the uh, uh, Monday after Porkfest was over, and uh, I uh, ended up uh, making a really stupid move and running out of diesel with my RV oh, right shoot. in the middle of a um, uh, right in the middle of a uh, toll booth. Uh oh. <laughs> and uh, you know, and I actually had extra diesel. I dumped it in, and I did unfortunately have enough battery oh, to geez. pump the diesel from the fuel tank back to the engine. So you were and, stuck. Uh, I was stuck there, and I, you know, I needed somebody to tow me out. The, the, the toll booth operator had called, uh, you know, somebody for a tow, but of course, you know, it had to go through, you know, state phone and state this, that, and the other thing, and uh, the state police had to come and investigate. And, uh, anyways, I mean, uh, I, I, I'm a believer in the right to travel. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it actually goes back to the Magna Carta. It, it was, it's a big right because, you know, when there was serfdom, you know, when there was, uh, monarchies and, you know, they had the divine right of kings to rule, they in effect owned, uh, you know, you were subjects. You were not citizens or sovereigns. You were subjects and as subjects, you you couldn't travel. You you couldn't move from point A to point B, and and you know under your own uh, power or with a horse or with a a buggy. Right, and a you got to have your hall pass essentially. You know whatever whatever you know. So the, the Magna Carta came along, and one of the big rights is you know the 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 right to travel by the common mode on the public way. And and basically, we still have that right. Uh, it's of course not enforced. Uh, people haven't enforced it. Uh, the the privilege that they talk about for driving, the you know driving is a legal legally defined term, meaning commercial activity. And uh, and you know and they have you know started out offering people driver's license back in. Uh, the early parts of last century uh, for um, taxi cab services and things like that. No, no, no. To everyone. Oh, you can have this license. You know, nobody had IDs. It didn't need to have IDs. I mean, this was, this was the sneaking in of, of the papers that Mm -hmm. we now 
are expected to be carrying around. And you're saying, though, prior to that, it was commercial use, like if you were a taxi service or a carrying service or something like that, right? Well, no, it is still that now. You can go to the New Hampshire website and and you... The, the Department of Safety is about regulating commercial activity. Well, that's what a lot of right people time. will say when you talk to them about, uh, like the people the that are really hot on these issues will talk about this uh, idea that, well, I'm not tr- uh, driving because it's not commercial. I'm traveling. But I'm has not that in a actually, car. I'm in a vessel. But that's right. But that's, you know, those are like the magic words theories that suggest that, oh, if you just go to a court and utter these words about commercial, uh, vessel, etc., that uh, they'll just let you off. And has that been your observation? It seems to me like they just do whatever they want to. Well, they they do do that, but that doesn't mean they're not wrong. Well, yeah, we know they're wrong because <laughs> they're aggressing against no, people. No. I, you know, I mean, they've got the guns, and 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 I mean, the 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 point is, is that if everybody went in and did that, then then they 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 couldn't. They couldn't just abuse the few. Absolutely, I agree. I think more everybody. people need to jump on board if you know, if you're interested and, in this and, idea. And, you know. Did you yeah, have no, your RV towed or, or confiscated? What happened oh, to yeah. you? Oh, yeah. It cost me $2,100 $2, to get it away. Holy man! It mackerel. turned out there, uh, there, was, uh, there was a firearm in the, uh, Uh-oh. In oh, the RV. And, and so, uh, Which I, has I, nothing actually... to do with your vehicle registration, right? Or, no, no, or running no, out of gas or any of those things. In, in New York, it, it has to do with if you have a fire, if you have a handgun, and you don't have a license for it; it's a felony, right, darling? Oh, but geez. how do they how do they know if, that you had a gun? If, if, you know, you have, well, because they towed the vehicle and they had to do an inventory. inventory. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for my protection. So now you get to face felony charges in New York State just because you were trying to drive through there. Yep, and I Jeez. was making my shortest way, you know, through from a, a friendly state of Pennsylvania. To a friendly state of Vermont, I was trying to make my shortest way across. Wow, and man. I, I didn't, didn't make it. And, so uh, you, you're back in New Hampshire now. Uh, when does this go to trial? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm actually allowing a public defender who seems to have taken up my cause, and he's going to try to convince them to give me a, you know, and I know no plea, but hey, I don't want to fight this in New York. Well, well, I don't blame okay? you. Oh, I, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I wouldn't be the one to uh, say if anything about. I can about... get a, a, a misdemeanor plea, you know, for you know, because I they claim I used a false name as well. So just make sure uh, it won't affect your um, your your ownership of weapons elsewhere. The misdemeanors right, can in right. some state, some places. Right. And as you know, well, Adamo has very effectively here. told people, you, you know, that plea that bar, uh, plea offer that they offer you the first day is going to be good five minutes up until your trial. So if you, so can, you can wait wait it out. Hey, uh, thanks to Abel for the call. Good luck uh, out there. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I agree with him. The more people that there are doing the freedom to travel activism, that is traveling without some sort of government papers, uh, traveling without the government registration, for instance, as Michelle and I have uh, have done, uh, the better. In fact, in my case, the reason I ended up getting in trouble, I'm sure they would have come up with something else, but the the original charge against me was because I had a, a New Hampshire registered car without a New Hampshire tag on it. So the violation was that it was it was a New Hampshire registered car, but I had taken the tag off. So that was what they had originally uh, charged me with in that in that particular case. So, so your I, car, your privately owned car, wasn't decorated with state owned property. 
Correct, mm. and it was registered with that state. Had it been registered in another state, then they wouldn't have been able to charge me with that. Again, they probably would have come up with something else. Like, what was your charge? Do you recall? I have okay. six of them. Yeah, right. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it is hard to keep track of them all. I understand. Uh, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But exactly right. If they go after a bunch of people for this and all those people take tri- go to trial... It's just going to clog up their system. 800-259-9231. Especially if nobody pays, you can take control. Hour 3 is next. Bring up what you want. It's free talk live. Bitcoins. You can buy them and you can sell them. They're a great little commodity. You can accept them for your own products and services. But what do you do once you have them? Why you spend them, of course. Spendbitcoins.com allows you to spend them all in one place. From SpendBitcoins.com, you can spend your Bitcoins at major online retailers such as Amazon, Fishpond, Barnes & Noble, memory dealers, and more. When you want to spend Bitcoins, go to SpendBitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. You can bring up what you want and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. They're completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com, and it's Ian here with you. And Michelle. And Mark. You actually get to control the content of the website. So the stuff you see there on the main page, created by listeners just like you. You can submit items to the site, and then you get to vote on which ones you like and which ones you don't. And the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the website. It's like a social bookmarking news site for Free Talk Live listeners. So go and see it for yourself. Freetalklive.com as we continue with you and your thoughts about what you want. Let's go to Michael in Wisconsin. Michael, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Hello, gentlemen and ladies. Yes, Michael, what's on your mind tonight? Yes, I um, I have a, a never-ending interest in all of this hacktivism that's been going on as of late. Mm. Um, the anonymous it, folks. The anonymous, low-sec, anti-sec, uh, I find it all to be absolutely hilarious. Um, but... I also have kind of like, you know, being a libertarian, volunteerist or whatever, there's also kind of this rub where you also have to consider the fact that even though these people are are basically intercepting ones and zeros, this, you know, ephemera, um, that these servers are owned by people. And therefore, like, is it a, you know, I'm wondering, like, where does private property rights start and where does, well, a lot of these targets are on the public dole. Um, and so where does, like, like what's the, the bound, like, I, I was kind of curious as to, to your thoughts as the, the, the boundaries as to where does, um, the ability for the public to hold these groups accountable versus private property rights. I think that, uh, well, first of all, when it comes to the government servers, then the hell with them. They are an aggressive gang, and if somebody wants to go and pound their servers with a denial-of-service attack, I don't give a damn uh, about that. When you get into the world of big mega-corporations like PayPal, eBay, uh, you know, then it gets a little more murky. When they're Visa. bending to the will of government to uh, not give money to uh, uh, you know, WikiLeaks, as a matter of money, their own money. Like, if PayPal is stealing money, and that's what they were doing, essentially, with... Um, WikiLeaks's money, 
um, then you know it seems to me they've aggressed in that circumstance. Yeah, anybody that's that's essentially doing the government's bidding, as far as I'm concerned, is an extension of uh, of the government in the, in that case. And it's not like, as you said, these are ones and zeros, so it's not like there's any you know actual physical damage uh, that's being done to this. And in many cases, denial of service attack is really just a, like a bunch of people going up and knocking on the front door of uh, of a business. I mean, it's essentially. It's essentially thousands upon thousands of requests being sent into a, what is essentially a public uh, place where requests are supposed to be sent. It's just they're sending more requests than the server can possibly handle, and it kind of overloads the, the system, correct? Yes, that's, that's essentially how a denial of service attack operates. Um, and that's one I, of the more I, common uh, situations out there, although there are examples of them hacking into email accounts and, and publishing emails and such, in which case that seems to be a pretty clear violation of somebody else's property. But again, on the other hand, it's hard for me to feel bad if it's some sort of corporate lapdog of the state. So you, so you wouldn't necessarily feel bad. Uh, like I know today, um, I mean, I, was, I know you would not feel bad about these Department of Homeland Security emails being leaked today. Uh, there were also uh, uh, an FBI contractor. Um, you know, a couple of months ago, there was this whole thing with the H.B. Gary um, yeah. infiltration. And um, I know that an H.B. Gary affiliate, uh, Mantech, was also hacked. And, there were, and basically uh, today is, you know, like these hacking groups like to have kind of a whimsy about them. And today, today was called, um, to be polite, F- FBI Friday 3. And they released a whole, like a 500 megabyte cache of internal documents from this contractor called Mantec. Hmm. Um, and so I was just kind of curious, like, as, you know, it's, while, while I love to sit back and, you know, like, I, I got a Twitter account just to kind of follow this stuff, because that's really right. the easiest way to, you know, follow these groups. Um, there's also this, this, this kind of weird line as, you know, because I do respect private property rights, but at the same time, um, a lot of these companies really do evil things, and like I can't feel bad for well, them. Well, okay, right. And so look at it this way. Uh, again, as a corporation, they've asked for permission to have protections from the government. That's what the benefits of yes. corporations are. So they're essentially tied in with the state on on that basis. Obviously, you've got yeah, the, the you've got a line between companies that are obedient because they're afraid of the government, and then you've got companies that are lapdogs for the state and they're begging for handouts and they're wanting to do work for the government. They want to design new tyranny devices and things like that. So think about it from this perspective: if the government went and it privatized, as some some might suggest, it privatized its enforcement services. Well, uh, you know, then if the, for instance, if the Department of Homeland Security were turned over to some sort of private operator, would that all of a sudden make it wrong to release their emails when it was okay to release the government's emails? I say no, because it's still the same thing that's happening. It's just that there's a different corporation that's doing it. It's just another extension of the government, the private extension, if you will, the so-called private extension of the government that's doing its bidding as opposed to it being an arm of the, you know, direct arm of the government. that, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Right. So if the and, government uh, went ahead and privatized all of its services, then the hacktivists, you know, from the perspective of, well, it's private property, so you can't mess with it now. Well, no, no. They're hurting people. They're doing wrong. They're doing the bidding know, of evil. And so the hell with their servers. Right. They're, they're aggressing. And that, that's how I see it. And I've always felt that there is a, um, you know, that you have the right to intervene if you see some kind of aggression going on that looks clear from right. where you're at. I'm not saying that it's going to bring good things upon you. I'm just saying that 
you have a, a right to intervene. So there's, uh, you know, somebody's out, uh, you know, a big guy's beating up a little woman. Uh, you step in and, ho, what are you doing? You know, like maybe this lady just... I wouldn't call that a right. I would call that a moral obligation. I don't think it's an obligation. I don't think you have to step in because you never know whether she just uh, slit his child's throat. Um, you know, you don't know what occurred. Oh, okay. Um, but, but at, you, I mean, to step in and say something. I'm not saying you hit the guy over the head with a, with a cinder block. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, whoa, what are you doing? What's going on here? When you have um, some information, you know, that you realize that, oh, well, you're going to need to stop hitting her now. And then if he continues to do that, then, well, you know, you, you, you're like, okay, this is, uh, then you can do whatever it is that you need to do to make him stop doing that. And that you haven't then, you're aggressed, you're agenting for that person, whether or not they've told you you could. I, uh, one, one, more, one more question. Um, do, would you consider, like, if it was like a private market thing, would you consider that to maybe like external whistleblowing? Like, do you think that could be kind of the, the I mean, to an extent, like a moral case that could be made? Is even though they're not inside the organization, they're at least uncovering things that people inside. I agree absolutely. entirely. Um, Shine light on it on thuggery. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And uh, one more quick thing is, uh, hack the planet, do it safely, and you all have a good night. Happy Friday. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. I don't think transparency needs to be had in everything. Um, you know, I mean, what, what my wife and I do in the bedroom doesn't need to be, uh, you know, put on video for everyone to see to make sure we're doing it right. But I do think <laughs> that um, that there are that there are things. Are you that, curious as to maybe you're not doing it I'm right? I'm reasonably certain I've got it down at this point. <laughs> Um, but you know, there's, there's situations like Bank of America, for instance, uh, the WikiLeaks has a bunch of their information. Bank of America is one of the, uh, you know, the, the member banks of the, the Federal Reserve, as far as I'm Government concerned. Owns a piece and, of and they're receiving TARP funds, result, yeah. et cetera. And so there is a clear distinction between, Bank of America and my and local credit your, union, right, and your bedroom, indeed. And this is the point that I'd like to make. I believe in privacy. I believe people have a right to privacy until they start taking some of my stolen money. That's when it's. That's when the the, the, the line begins to uh, to, to get mm-hmm. melded for me. And this is one of the reasons I think that uh, people that will will make the statement. Uh, we have a caller on. I'm sorry. Okay, you gave I'll me that impression. You know. Sorry, I, I got. I thought that's what you're trying to tell me. We do, but go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, I, you know, people say that uh, you know people that get government assistance in this way or that way should have to bend to this rule or that rule. You know, I can see why they say that. All right, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You're welcome to share your thoughts, whether it's on freedom to travel, which we've been talking about throughout the show tonight. For those of you just tuning in, hacktivism, whatever's on your mind, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts. Take control of the airwaves. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. Liberty Maniacs is the largest online Liberty brand. Featured the most comprehensive selection of original posters, stickers, apparel, embroidered hats, and over 100 different products from around the world. From hilarious satire to hard-hitting artistic commentary, Liberty Maniacs is devoted to outfitting the Liberty movement with intelligent, eye-catching, and fashionable gear that expresses your personal dedication to Liberty. Best of all, Liberty Maniacs offers a no-hassle, money-back guarantee on all products. LibertyManiacs.com. Wear something worth saying. This 
This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want. Toll-free number 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Hey, Mark, how's the Free State Now campaign coming along? Going well. We've uh, been doing some fundraising. We're getting certainly more signers are trickling in, and uh, things are you know things are, are working the way that I'd hoped. What it is is a program to uh, get the number, the 20,000 number reached much more quickly. Um, I'm hiring activists uh, to do telephone calls and do um, petitioning in, in public areas. Uh, Free State Project members. And we've already gotten dozens and dozens of signers. And, um, of course, I pay these activists for their time. And what I need from folks who is to sponsor some signers. You can go to freestatenow.com, sponsor one, three, or ten signers. Thanks to the guy today that uh, sent in the big check uh, to sponsor 35 signers, I Whoa. believe it was. It was it was really great. That's huge. I didn't ask him anything about thanking him on the air, so I'm not going to say yeah. his name. Uh, some folks That's huge. It, yeah, it's, it was, you know, it's really something. Thanks a lot. Do it today, please. Uh, I'll get your signers. If I have to make the telephone calls myself, um, it's freestatenow.com. All right. So 1-800-259-9231. We continue with you and your thoughts. We go to James listening in Meadville, Pennsylvania on a community radio station of some sort, 88.3. Hello, James. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I'd like to share uh, what happened to a friend of mine. It's been quite a few years ago that I last seen him, but... uh, Eighteen years before that, he went in, denounced his uh, driver's license, and you know that he out of the system. He 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 denounced being in the system. Okay, mm-hmm. and he drove for eighteen years with no license, no license plates, but he did carry insurance through the Freeman in in Montana. Okay, Group Air. He carried yep. insurance through them, and they they'd stop him and they'd take him to court, and he had a. Uh, called it a black book, but it was about the Constitution. And they would throw it out of court. Either the judge would throw it out or the jury would throw it out. Hmm. They never did nothing to him for 18 years. Then finally, they, they, the last time they caught him, they kept him in, in prison for like three years. Whoa. And they wouldn't take him upstairs. They wouldn't take him up in the room because they knew what was going to happen. What do you mean? He, he could prove his point, you know? And anyways, he had a heart attack, and he came and seen me a day out if he got out of prison and uh, told me what, what really went on, you know. But uh, So they held him in, in, a, in a jail cell without a trial? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Was it on, like, a contempt charge or something? Well, um, he had, when they picked him up, he had just come back from Pittsburgh. He went down there to meet with the Freeman about his insurance. And they must have been trailing him because when they picked him up, he realized how they followed him, you know, that they had picked him up on because he was down there. And there were some things said that he realized that they was they was trailing him. But they never, they, no, they never would let him go up in the court. They held him downstairs. Well, usually and the only way they can do that is on a contempt charge, which essentially allows them to hold somebody as as long as they want. Well, I don't, I don't know what the charge is. Yeah. I didn't go through that. You know, this but, is one of the problems with, uh, and it's an interesting story, but this is one of the problems with the the freedom to travel advocates who claim to have had success is they they don't have any real evidence to show to people. It's always just, oh, I have a friend who did this, or I did it, but I don't have the yeah, you know yeah, the the court. Right. 
audio or anything like this. I mean, it, what would really be nice is to have somebody document their, uh, tr- their, I guess, difficulties with dealing with the court system or their, their challenges that they overcame, allegedly, with dealing with the court system. We're doing it here in New Hampshire. Uh, thus far, there's not somebody that we can point to to say, yeah, this guy's got it down. He's, he's winning time after time. Uh, we haven't seen that Wouldn't happen Wouldn't that be yet. nice? <laughs> oh it would gosh. be great. I, I think that would encourage a lot more yeah. people to jump on board if somebody was actually consistently able to, uh, to beat these things. Uh, but all that said, I, I do enjoy hearing the stories because it does show that I know these people are out there. I, I know they exist. I mean, I have no reason to disbelieve some of them. I'm just amazed that they get. They, they seem to operate. Many people will will call in. Just yeah, it's been no trouble. No license plate on the back of my car. No driver's license. Everything's honky dory. I never mm-hmm. get bothered. I, 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 you know, when folks say that, that isn't my world. My world is if I let my license plate go one day, the cop will have my butt pulled over and give me a ticket. And I can't. Imagine how somebody goes around with no license plate on the back of their car and doesn't get pulled. Well, this guy, he drove semi. I use Jedi mind tricks. You must. He drove semi. You don't. You you have a plate. He had his own semi, and he traveled not just Pennsylvania. He traveled in all other states, too. That's even more uh, unbelievable because they really have it out for professional Mm -hmm. drivers. And they've got uh, the interstate commerce clause there mm -hmm. that, like, penalizes them on all kinds of things. There was a lawyer brought this up one time. And, uh, you know, when you go to get your driver's license, they're supposed to, t- uh, I can't remember all the details, but by them not telling you what your si- this system, when you're in the system, you have to obey the system. You know what I mean? Well, that's, that's the claim. I mean, it, a lot of people yeah, are in the system because they're afraid. They, they never, see, this lawyer said how you get, can beat this is that they never tell you that. And, and, and this is one way of getting out of it. But all I know he did was just denounce it and had it notarized that he was given back his license and he didn't he didn't want it in the system anymore and like I said he went for eighteen years. Thanks but, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at eight. Isn't the system the roads too? Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. No, the, the claim is if you uh, sign into their you know, get a license, for instance, then that means you're agreeing to all of their rules. And the suggestion would be that uh, you would simply rebut that by saying that, well, I don't, you know, I don't consent to this. Well, I was under d- duress. Doesn't the kid who drives his mom's car before, or you know, maybe it's because it's his mom's car. I don't know. Dr- mom, drives, drives his mom's car before he has a driver's license. Believe me. I know you get in trouble for this. Um, oh, yeah, you'll get in trouble. Again, it's just a theory, right? It's just the, uh, the claim of uh, a lot of the promoters of the idea of freedom to travel. It's not to say that you're going to be able to get in front of a judge and say, oh, well, that was under duress. Uh, I signed that license because I didn't know any better uh, that that's going to exonerate you. No, that's, that's not going to work. But, you know, one of the reasons why my sons don't have driver's licenses um, in, from their perspective. Now, there was a reason that, why I said no. They had to drive 10,000 miles with me before they could um, qualify mm-hmm. in, in my household to get a driver's license. So um, after that point that Omar had, had done that, he said, I don't want to get one because then I'm going to have to sign up for the uh, voluntary mandatory service thingy majigger, you know, once mm-hmm. you, yeah. And so selective so, service, right. Selective service. So for him, the cost and potential risk of getting pulled over or whatever, you know, without a license is uh, a better risk a than better going risk. to the military. Yeah, exactly. The draft, yeah. which they might bring back. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. We've got Ty on the line in Tennessee on the amp lines. Hello, Ty. Hey, good evening, uh, Ian, Michelle, and Mark. How are y'all doing Hey, tonight? Ty, great. What's on your mind? 
Hey, um, bear with me here. This is going to sound kind of funny. I just came upon this idea that individual liberty in society is like a three-legged bar stool. Okay. Okay. The reason it's a three-legged bar stool is that liberty rests on the top of three legs. And those three legs all start with the letter R. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about those tonight. Hold on. I'll uh, let you bring right? uh, bring us back here in a moment with what those three things are. 800-259-9231. I'm betting responsibility is one I'll of bet them. that's in there, yeah. 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nesquik. Try Nesquik 4-Packs, perfect for lunches and great for kids on the go. Look for it in the juice aisle. Snack time is a great chance to sneak extra calcium into your child's diet without making him feel like he's eating something he doesn't want. Serve up dairy-rich foods like smoothies, flavored milk, frozen yogurt, and string cheese. He'll love the treat, and you'll love knowing how good it is for him. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those, including news updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You'll know it first. If you're on the news list, go to news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for emailed updates, Twitter, and Facebook uh, once again, that's news.freetalklive.com. Are you tired of watching the value of the dollar plummet? Are you tired of banks charging you fees? Do you want to take back control of your own money? Take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency. It's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value has been trending upward with time. To learn more, visit weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org. All right, we go back to Ty in Tennessee. Ty, you were talking about the three-legged stool of liberty or something like that. Yes, the the... Three, the liberty, individual liberty in society is like a three-legged bar stool. And the three legs of the stool that supports individual liberties, as you guys guessed, one of those is responsibilities. Okay. First is rights, mm. rights, and I'll, I want to come back to that here in a minute. But the third R that I really haven't heard too much spoken about, I've only caught part of the conversation, is the power of redress. Hmm. All three of these things go hand in hand. You have uh, a right, which is an e- a reasonable expectation, a right to be mobile. But you also have the responsibility to do so safely. Mm-hmm. And if you cause harm, the person that you harmed has a reasonable expectation to get redress from you. I would have called that remedy. Or restitution. Yeah. Remedy. Okay. That's good. That's still ours. (laughs) Covered the same concept. But um, maybe we could add one and have a four legged stool instead of a three legged (laughs) stool. Well, the reason I say it should be three legged is if any one of those legs gets distorted or cut short, Mm. you've got a very unstable environment. I see what you're saying. And that's that's where government comes in. Yeah, it's true. You can have a three legged stool. They, yeah, they, they cut the idea of responsibilities and redress. They distort those, which makes the, the liberty uh, on an uneven keel. You're no longer able to sit upright. 
rights. You no longer have those liberties. So, it, you know, which also brings me back to the point I wanted to talk to as far as rights. Rights are an indication that liberties are in conflict. Okay, if we were, if we were just one person, if there was just one person, he would have absolute liberty. There's no idea of rights. Mm-hmm. Rights only comes into, into effect when you talk about, well, where does one person's liberty end? Right, so exactly. Rights are a, an agreement between humans to make our interactions more productive and fruitful and happy over time. Yeah, well, they're, they're a exactly. function of, of ownership. So I think that where this distortion from the government comes into play is that they have assumed the power of determining what constitutes public safety. And that is what distorts the idea of responsibility and the power of redress. Because under the current system, you are, quote, unquote, required to get your permit or your license to drive and have your vehicle inspected, which the inspections are meaningless, as you guys have pointed out, Mm -hmm. and uh, to, to prove that you are safe to be on the road. See, when actually what it should be is you... Get on the road, and if you are unsafe, you are responsible to provide redress if you harm somebody. It's that simple. Good stuff, Ty. Thanks for sharing that tonight. Anything else on your mind? That's it. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Brandon listening in Minnesota to WNMT in Hibbing. Brandon, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Hey, uh, I was just calling to um, refer to the caller... um, about his friend who got locked up. Yeah. Um, I've, I'm a semi-driver myself. Um, I've been driving, you know, I'm second generation. I've got two uncles that drive. I've yet to see any license plate on the rear end of a semi to begin with. Maybe their trailer, but not the back end of the rig itself. I see. Um, if, uh, he got, if he supposedly got locked up for three years, well, all right, I, I, I can get that. Without court, eh, I get that, too. Um, th- there's many different laws or, or safety violations or whatever where he wouldn't need to see a judge. A judge would just sign an order. Yep, guilty. And th- th- they've got so many things against drivers, and mm-hmm. DOT's got their arms wide open, pulling people in and pulling drivers into truck stops. Way stations, uh, was, inspection stations, oh, yeah. oh, all kinds of rules that. that only apply to professional drivers. It's And then you add to that the state governments, which have different sets of rules on top of it. Yeah, I, I was driving through uh, Oklahoma, and they're, they're uh, one of the back highways. There's a small, little, teeny, tiny uh, uh, rest area, and there was a sign a quarter mile from the rest area saying all trucks pull in. So, I mean, they're, they're out there to get us. And, yes, they are. You know, with, with, whatever, with whatever means. And unless you work for a major company, they're going to inspect that truck, and they're going to find something wrong. And, mm-hmm. and, and what most people don't know is that uh, the fines that uh, the drivers get, the driver has to pay. Yes. They're the company. There's no company paying no fines. Right. And what kind of uh, fines, by the way? I mean, how many, how much, what is the average fine, would you say, for piddly crap like, you know, the stuff they normally bust you for, uh, having a light out or something like that? Um, 
me personally, I, I've not been fined. Um, I've, I've got one warning for a flickering headlight, mm-hmm. um, which I had fixed right away. Um, my dad uh, was driving, and um, he, he picked up a, a $1,500 fine for dropping his uh, trailer. His trailer dropped on the, in, in a truck stop. Um, some, you know, some Yehu went and pulled his kingpin lock, which I've seen happen numerous times, and he pulled off from underneath his trailer, and, you know. Well, you but. can get a fine, like I had my surfboard and my surf rack fly off the top of my car one time when I was driving down the road, and and was supposed to be fined for that, too. So, I mean, that's just not particular to semis and that's but they go after yeah. professional drivers yeah. in a way that is just the rate the average driver is just not touched i mm-hmm. mean they they know professional drivers are gonna pay because they know they want to keep doing their business absolutely and they don't want to lose their cdl and so their commercial driver's license and so they just it's it's they're bullies and they go after the people with the the pockets and that's so would you be on board with not having to register your vehicles um, Do you think that's yeah, a good idea? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I, I I don't own my own rig. You know, I drive for a local company. But do you have a but, car or motorcycle know, that you drive to the grocery store? Oh, I've I've got four vehicles sitting in my driveway. I've got three boats and are they registered? I'm sick, and every one of them are registered. Oh, and, you know, so, I have to. It, right. It's exactly so, so, an extortion got, program. There's so no doubt about it. So we get this wave of momentum going along here where you know people are going to say no to registering their vehicles are you on board with that for sure well it's hard to be on board i mean he says he's on board with it but he doesn't live in new hampshire right michelle so i mean it wouldn't it make more sense to get people on board in the same geographic area where they can you know clog up uh, the system sure can yeah. i'm going to do both <laughs> but i can't hey thanks uh brandon for the call tonight i appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231 let's continue with you and your thoughts michael is on the line in california michael you're on free talk live with you michelle and mark uh yes thank you guys for uh taking my call no problem Go have your thoughts. so much i'm a first time listener i actually found you on my ipad when i was listening to live free radio so. oh great it's very interesting. Um, the main reason for my call this afternoon is basically uh, I've been listening to you all talk about government uh, licenses and things of that nature and uh, New ha- the New Hampshire project where you all are creating a Free state project. State project. Yeah, I looked right. into that and I wanted some further information about that. Great. Well, we can help. Have- so hold your thoughts. We'll bring you back here in a moment. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Only moments remain, and maybe enough time for you and your thoughts if you get on the lines right now at 800-259-9231. You may bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. You know that cigarettes will kill you. You've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try? There is a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Well, listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A -a pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month. So you already start being richer, feeling healthier, and smelling better. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Free shipping on orders of $60 or more. 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com. This is 
Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Maybe enough time for you and your thoughts if you make the call now. 1-800-259-9231. We've been going strong on the freedom to travel topic. Yeah, obviously, Mark, what you said in the beginning about people wouldn't find this interesting. Oh, I didn't say interesting. I'm saying that they're uh, wrong. People love to people love to watch train wrecks. There's no doubt about that. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yes. Back to your emails. (laughs) Eat more chocolate. (laughs) 800-259-9231. We're continuing here. Well, now you've you can't mention what you're talking about. It's, you've got this kind of sea salt chocolate in here tonight uh, that Michelle uh, recommended. In. And I've got to say, you know, just from a marketing standpoint, Lint probably isn't the right name for your company. L-I-N-T, Lint? L-I-N-D-T, L-I-N-D-T. yeah. Oh. But, but uh, you know, it's it's Merck in here and uh, Lint. <laughs> well, right. But if you're going to pay $2.50 for a chocolate bar, then... It's a heck of a chocolate but bar. But that's, that. that's a lot of chocolate. That's not meant to be eaten in one I sitting. can't eat it all in one. one <laughs> He's trying, though. Uh, let's go back to uh, your, your calls. Wait, half. And your thoughts here. I think we saw Michael on the line in uh, California. Are you still there? I am. Okay, so you had some questions. Go ahead. Yes, I do. Uh, well, first off, I'd just like to thank you guys again for taking my call. That's what we do. Don't worry I about it. Good. I just wanted to give a general synopsis of the reason for the call. I um, previously had a suspended license in the state of Florida, which is my home state. I still love it. Mm. I wish I could live there, but uh, I just got sick and tired of every time I decided to take my, you know, uh, the right to drive, as it were, that every time I turned around, for some unknown reason, I kept getting tickets. And we're not talking anything such as speeding tickets or drunk driving. We're talking making a right turn without fully stopping at a light or, uh, you know, just... Well, according to Mark, you could have killed someone and you would have hit funny. his kid and dragged him down the street. Good Lord. <laughs> okay, so, so you had trouble in Florida and... Trouble in Florida. It ultimately uh, wound up to where, on a regular traffic infraction, the police escalated it, and I wound up getting an assault on a police officer oh, charge. Man. Wow! Into a felony. So what? So, so tell me what this assault looked like, because often they'll they'll call anything assault on a uh, law enforcement officer. Yeah. But I want to know what you what happened in your instance. Did you get upset with the officer? Did you give him a push? What happened? what occurred is that the police officer, he asked me for my driver's license. He actually asked me to get out of the vehicle. I got out of the vehicle. I gave him my insurance. He began to tell me that my insurance was invalid, that the dates were wrong. And I told him, I said, well, let me go ahead and look for the, look for it in my trunk. I opened my trunk. He was standing there behind my trunk with me and I'm moving items and things. And he goes to reach in and says, what's this? And I went to reach for it and tell him it was a, um, it was an envelope that, you know, had packaging uh, information into it, and his arm got caught in the door. And uh, He had he, no business reaching into you, the trunk of your vehicle anyway. I, I, I attempted to say that in front of the trial. You know, I'm, I'm not the richest guy. I really couldn't afford anything but the public defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I basically did about a month in jail. Jeez. They came with a plea that basically said if I just took time served, I could get off, you know, Scott, I could get off with just a felony. And I would, um, you know, I just go on about my life, or I could try to go to court with a crack pu- public, de- with a crack prosecutor, yep. and I'd be facing twelve to fourteen years for a wow, day. man. Oh my gosh! All right, so uh, so horrible experience in Florida. What's uh, what's next? Well, now I moved across the country to California, the land of quakes and flakes, and I, I met it a used great to be girl fruits and nuts. What had quakes yeah. and flakes, huh? 
Jason Woods, and I met a great girl. I've been married now for a year. But I, I everywhere I go, I, I live in fear of driving and seeing. Every time I see a cop car, I, I tell my wife, look out, because I, know, I don't want to repeat the same mistakes there. I've already gotten one ticket, and I uh, actually received community service. So I heard you guys on the radio, and I'm wondering what this option is as far as, like, a governmental driver's license or what the option is, because now I've heard a little bit more that you guys are actually asking people to, you know, rebuke their driver's license. Well, I haven't asked anyone to do anything like that. I just suggested that the people that believe in the idea of freedom to travel uh, should get together in the same place. That's all I've suggested. I mean, if you're not comfortable doing these things, then you shouldn't do them. Uh, you should find the activists that uh, the activism style and uh, int- you know the interests that are the most vital to you and pursue those. Although I recommend pursuing whatever activism style you're interested in, if you love liberty uh, in New Hampshire instead of anywhere else, because there are actually people that love liberty that are moving here as part of the Free State Project, which is what you were asking about before the the break there. And the Free State Project is something that. Uh, Mark, Ian, and I are all on board with, and um, it's been 10 years since the the gentleman who uh, came up with the idea um, did so, and um, and you should check it out. We have a, a pork fest uh, every summer the where Porcupine Freedom Festival, yep, where uh, liberty minded activists and and alike get together in the summer. It just happened uh, at the end of June, and then there will be a liberty forum, most likely in the spring. Right. And there's always uh, an excuse. There's always any reason you can come up here. Come up here anytime you can because there's liberty sure. activists here. Uh, but you know, if you're interested in activism, if you're interested in liberty, yeah. then there's no better place, in my opinion, than New Hampshire with hundreds of other people who've all Already made the move, and over eleven thousand people who have pledged to make the move uh, to come to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. So, if you're interested in learning more, I'd recommend you go to freestateproject.org. And feel free to call us another time. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to JP listening in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, WGMD FM. JP, you're on Free Talk Live. JP in Delaware, going once. JP is gone. Let's try Captain Ned in Florida. Captain Ned, you're on Free Talk Live. Captain Ned going once, Captain Ned going twice. Is there a technical difficulty? He is gone as well. People are bailing out. They're figuring, ah, the show's over. Let's just get off the lines. (laughs) All right, so 800-259-9231. Hard to run a show about uh, your calls when your calls disappear, right? What have we missed on this freedom to travel issue? Is there anything that, uh, Michelle, you feel like you haven't been able to get out about maybe your situation? Well, regarding my situation, I have a court appearance September 20th for the... is a trial. Yes, yes. For the initial um, ticket that I received while just traveling in my truck alone. And then um, I've got to submit some my uh, not guilty plea by September something or another. You don't regarding- have to plea uh, at all. I oh, never plea. I've never plead. Then they'll just set me up a court date? Correct. If they have an arraignment for you, you've already been there's to an- no There's no arraignment for the one um, that I received, the tickets I received while on the lake. They told me I just have to mail in. Hmm. Weird, huh? Yeah. Well, I had an arraignment for the other one. I see. It, it all, I guess it all depends on the types of violations right. and, and such. Was it a but police I'm, officer that gave you the ticket or was it yes. uh, like a, uh, a no. game warden or something? No, it was the police officer. And okay. I'm actually kind of excited because... 
we've had, you know, activism going on at uh, the Keene Courthouse and have had some problems with Burke. And That's who, the man in the robe. There. Yep. Who will most likely be the judge for um, for some of my uh, tickets and for my trial. And then there's the one out in uh, Jaffrey who has in historically been more fair, I guess, toward activists here in New Hampshire, from what I understand. But um, so these two uh Court appearances, trials are going to be in pretty close proximity to one another. And I have um, started putting together a form letter that I'm going to send out as well as a petition and try to get as many people on board with the idea of, um, you know, just we don't we no longer need to register our vehicles. And I'm going to figure out how much revenue is generated by the um, by the vehicle registrations. And I figured that we can cut that much out of the budget. Sounds good to me. That well, seems reasonable, right? It, it, I'd love to see this idea presented, uh, you know, in a reasonable fashion. Love to see it. Okay, as opposed to as an unreasonable fashion. I'll work on my delivery, Mark. Of course, they're never going to do anything about it, but it doesn't hurt to put it in front of them. That way, you can you can point to them and say, "Well, you didn't do anything. But you had the opportunity." But at that point, when when the quote unquote "we the people." have all said this is what we quote-unquote right. want, and they say no, I think that that's going to incite the, the, the liberty-minded people that are natives to New Hampshire to actually rise up. Boy, what will it take to get people to rise up? Now, not in a violent fashion, of course, right. in a very peaceful, do something. disobedient, non-cooperative fashion, get out, get active. Uh, that is really an ultimate question. I think everybody has their own line in the sand, but most people haven't ever really thought about where that line in the sand is. Mm-hmm. So maybe that will help them uh, you know, shake them out of Define their... Define that for them. ...situation. Let's go back to Captain Ned. We're going to try him one more time here. He may be back on the line in Florida. Captain Ned? In Florida? Are you hey. with us? Go ahead, sir. Hello, guys. Yes. Hey, I'm sorry. I, I did bail. Hey, uh, <laughs> my three my three favorite rabble rousers. The, the call <laughs> from Dakota early uh, from North Carolina was awesome. And everybody's got to listen to this guy. He's on to it. That's why they dismiss these cases. You, everybody get a pen. you got to go to Article 2, Section 1 of the Constitution. The 62 words that enumerate the ability to become President of the United States. No person except a natural-born citizen or a citizen of the United States shall be able to eligible for president. You always have to be a natural-born citizen of several states to own any property in the United States. It's very simple. Do you that drive without a, a license or a registration? Yes, ab- he's absolutely right. That is your freedom of travel. You, that you do that? You do this uh, activism? No, let me Ned? tell you what. You don't, you don't have time to tell me what. You'll have to call me another night and tell me what then. Thank you for the call. We're out of time. See you tomorrow. What? Online in the meantime, <laughs> freetalklive.com. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com.